This right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Noah Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, here we go for Ryder Cup week. There are a couple futures tickets you'll want to jump on before the two captains, Zach Johnson and Luke Donald, announce the Friday foursome pairings. They will make those pairings Thursday evening after the opening ceremonies, and I'll give out picks for the Friday morning foursomes late Thursday evening, either by podcast or I'll post them to the forum depending on the time we have there. And here's the format for this week. Same format as the last 43 Ryder Cups. Friday morning will be the foursomes, which is alternate shot, a format that Europe has historically dominated at home. Uh, Towards the end of Friday morning, the captains will then give us the pairings for the Friday afternoon four ball matches, which is not alternate shot. Four ball is where the player and their partner compete together as a side. In this case, USA versus Europe. Each player and their partner will play their own ball, and whoever's score is lower between the two players on the same team is the score that is taken for the hold. That is four-ball format, so you'll get that Friday afternoon, and then you'll get the exact same schedule on Saturday. Foursomes in the morning, four-ball in the afternoon, uh, and then there's the Sunday singles matches, mano y mano, all 12 versus all 12. Uh, which is the best format of them all. So that's how it will go down at Marco Simone Golf Club in Rome, Italy this week. As for the couple tickets that you need to log uh, before the first tee ball is hit, I'll give you a, a top point score pick for USA and Europe. I'll give you a top captain's pick for USA and Europe. And I'll do a few other props such as top European rookie, top USA rookie, and the overall tournament for some winner. And uh, my thoughts uh, about the result of this Ryder Cup have not changed uh, since I gave out the Europe futures at plus 185 about five weeks ago. That number is now down to plus 115. So hopefully you got Europe um, at a better number at some point over the past month. You know, all week you'll hear uh, how the United States hasn't won a Ryder Cup on European soil since 1993 at the Belfry, uh, whether the Americans have gone to Europe as the favorite or gone to Europe as the dog, they have not cracked the code of how uh, to take the trophy back across the pond to America. And when you think about American golf between 1993 and now, you had you know Tiger Woods in his prime, you had Phil Mickelson in his prime, you had the best years of Jordan Spieth, You had Patrick Reed there for a second who was unbeatable in match play. Brooks Kepka has emerged uh, as one of the greatest American players ever with, you know, five majors before his 35th birthday. Uh, Cantlay and Shoffley have been outstanding in team competition. Uh, The list of unbelievable players that the United States has produced since 1993 goes on. But, through all of that, even with the greatest golfer to ever walk the planet in Tiger Woods, the United States has not been able to beat Europe in Europe. And really, the United States has had a tough time beating Europe in general since 1993. Europe has won nine of the last 13 Ryder Cups, uh, which is a pretty embarrassing stat to look at if you're an American. Europe won 
in 85 at the Belfry. They won uh, here in the States in 87 at Muirfield Village at Jack's Place. They went back to the Belfry in 89, and the Americans won. The Americans won again um, in Kiowa at the Battle of the Beach in 91. Uh, we went back across the pond and won at the Belfry again in 93. And ever since then, Europe has won the majority of Ryder Cups. And the reason for this has nothing to do with talent. Don't get me wrong. Seve and Faldo, Colin Montgomery, Rory McIlroy, Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia. Europe has produced an incredible amount of talent over the last 30 years. But when you go year to year, uh, you'll find that, you know, Ryder Cup to Ryder Cup, the Americans have had the far better ranked players at the Ryder Cup. And I know uh, some of that has to do with PGA Tour events being uh, rated higher in the official world golf rankings than than European Tour events. But for the most part, the Americans have had the better ranked players. The difference is that the Europeans just come together better as a team. The Europeans, they play for much more than the dollar. They don't look at golf as just a game. They look at it as life. They play with love. They play with passion. And and they play with a certain grudge towards Americans. I heard something yesterday that really tells the story about the difference in approach between the United States and Europe. Uh, there's only one form of transportation this week for Luke Donald's European team, uh, and that is all together on a team bus. So while you see each American player going to and from the golf course individually, the Europeans will travel together as one. Uh, because while this is still an individual sport, the Europeans just seem to harness and embrace that team energy on a much higher level. Now, on top of all of, of the immeasurables that Europe has over the United States and on top of the home field advantage, which Zach Johnson says makes the United States an underdog despite what the odds say, on top of all that, Europe has the better and more prepared team. And that's what the public and that's what Vegas can't seem to understand. Now, how long it's been since the Americans have won in Europe is one thing, but Europe's roster is a much bigger issue that the Americans are facing. When you go down the list, you have a mix of European stars and European veterans, and you have another mix of young DP World Tour players that are playing extremely well at the moment. Let's go through these rosters real quick. Roy Mac starting with Europe. Roy McIlroy, Victor Hovland, and John Rahm is a very, very solid top three for Europe. It's probably the best top three players uh, they've had to sport since the early 90s. Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tyrell Haddon, and Shane Lowry are all established Ryder Cup members who are extremely tough to beat on Lynx Golf. Lowry didn't have a year to ride home about on the PGA Tour. He really struggled with the putter early on in the year, uh, but he finished third and 18th in his last two starts in Europe, and he's a major champion. I think that middle core for Europe, Fleetwood, Rose, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, and Lowry is very strong. And then Europe has this extremely solid rookie pod in Ludwig Aberg, Sepp Straka, Robert McIntyre, 
and Nikola Hajgard. And all four of those players had phenomenal seasons on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. I would have liked to seen better from Robert McIntyre in his three events leading into the Ryder Cup, 55th, 45th, and a miscut heading into this event for Rob Mack. So you might not see him until Sunday singles. But with the exception of Robert McIntyre and maybe Shane Lowry, even though Shane's you know last two events have been outstanding, really with the exception of Robert McIntyre, this is a flawless European team. They have they flushed out the Westwoods, they flushed out the Poulters, they flushed out the Garcias, and they've brought in young, talented players that can play at a veteran level. Nikola Hajgard and Ludwig Aberg can go head to head with any player on the American team. Aberg has a win in two top tens in his last three events, and Hajgard has two top five finishes in his last three starts. Both are under 24 years old. Now, when you look over at the American side, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele are the players who will have to set the tone if the United States is going to win. Scheffler has had some, some issues with the putter this year. He added Phil Kenyon to his team as his putting coach a few weeks ago. Kenyon has worked with the likes of, of Martin Keimer, Justin Rose, both the Hodgegaard brothers, uh, among many others. But regardless of where Scheffler's been with the putter, he has an 11-2-2 career singles record. He's 1-0-1 in team match play. So he knows the match play formula. He knows what it takes to win in this format. Obviously, Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay are the best duo on this team based on what history has told us. They've performed excellent together in, in President's Cups. You know, I don't think they lost at the last Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. They were the two that carried this American team, and they're going to have to do it again this year. Now, looking towards the middle core of Team USA, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Koepka, and Brian Harmon are all in very good places with their game. I'm particularly fired up to watch what Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, and Brian Harmon do this week. Fowler makes his return to Team USA after uh, falling out of the top 100 in the world and, and missing out on the Americans' win at Whistling Straits in 2021. You know that stung Ricky. He's done a great job to get back here. I think it's going to be a great week for him. Brooks Kepka ha had a major winning year, uh, getting back in the winner's circle at the PGA Championship. He kind of defied all odds by being the solo live player to, to qualify for the Ryder Cup. And Brian Harmon, your open champion, you know, he he was a Walker Cup hero once upon a time. And I'm fired up to watch him peg it in his Ryder Cup debut at 36 years old. But the big question for the American team falls three of them fall in the captain's picks. One of them falls in one of the guaranteed picks. It's Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Wyndham Clark. Wyndham probably is not totally in this conversation. He won the U.S. Open. He won the Wells Fargo. He's played well over the last month. The fact is he just doesn't have any Ryder Cup experience. The challenge for Zach Johnson is who do you pair Wyndham Clark with? He, he's 
He's a bomber. This is a shorter golf course. This is more of a plotter's golf course. How you use Wyndham Clark will be a challenge for Zach Johnson. On the subject of Justin Thomas, you know, he can live off his match play record, which is immaculate, but he'll obviously have some pressure on his back as a guy that a lot of people thought didn't play well enough to earn a Ryder Cup spot. I, I was not one of those people. I think you have to have him there. But nonetheless, it hasn't been a good year for him, so he'll have to find some magic in Italy. Jordan Spieth has also uh, been historically great in match play, but his season wasn't anything to ride home about, especially over the last two months of the season. Uh, you know, Jordan Spieth really did not have any sort of success. He finished 27th in the FedEx Cup standings, so he'll have to also find some momentum out of the gate here on Friday morning. And finally, Sam Burns, you know, if you've, if you listen to me over the last five weeks, Sam Burns is someone who just shouldn't be on the team. You know, he has a brutal record when it comes to Lynx golf has never scratched the surface of contention when it comes to open championships. And I don't, I really don't think that he should play until Sunday singles. You know, Zach Johnson is going to try to pl- try, try to pair him up with his buddy, Scotty Scheffler on Friday or Saturday at some point, you know, because they drink water and read the Bible together that, you know, that those Zach Johnson might think that's a fitting pairing. I think it's a disaster idea. Uh, Scheffler should be paired with Kepka or Harmon the whole way. And if Zach Johnson plays his cards correctly, you won't see Sam Burns until Sunday singles. The bottom line is Europe is the stronger team with less question marks. And when you combine that with the fact that they don't lose at home and they don't lose in foursomes at home, then you have to play Europe at plus 115. That That's the smart play. I, I'm, I'm as American as they come from Houston, Texas, deep in the heart. But the play has been Europe over the last five weeks, and it still is today. We hit the first leg of our match play parlay last week with Europe winning the Solheim cup, the American women's team threw up all over themselves, just as I predicted. Like I said, it's probably the only golf parlay I give out all year. And, and that's for a good reason. In, in both the men and women's game, Europe is the side with more heart. And the case in this year's Ryder cup, Europe, Europe is the side that is just flat out better on paper. All right, let's get you a few props for the week. We start with the top USA point score, which is going to be Brian Harmon at 25 to 1 on DraftKings. And call me nuts, but I think open champion Brian Harmon is going to play a major role on the US team this year. I understand he's a first timer in a Ryder Cup. I understand he's 36 years old. But remember what he did en route to winning this year's open at Royal Liverpool by a landslide. He hit every single fairway. He throws darts with his wedges, which is going to be pivotal around this shorter golf course. And he always puts the lights out of it. If Zach Johnson does this correctly, he will pair Harmon with either Justin Thomas or Scotty Scheffler. Harmon will complement one of these bombers very nicely. And he can beat anyone on team Europe head to head, as far as Sunday singles is concerned, remember who he held off at the open championship. 
Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, a flurry of Europeans. Brian Harmon beat at the Open this year. So for the American top point scorer, I'm taking a guy uh, who was a huge part of American Walker Cup and Palmer Cup teams in the late 2000s. The Americans now have him back in 2023. It is the Open champion, Brian Harmon, to be the top USA point scorer at 25-1 to on DraftKings Sportsbook. Moving down to the top European point scorer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. My top European point score is going to be Tommy Fleetwood at plus 650 on DraftKings. And... You know, everyone is so caught up in the fact that Europe is sporting a big three in McElroy, Rom, and Hovland that they've forgotten who's been the most consistent match play participant for Europe over the last five years. Tommy Fleetwood is 13, 11, and three in career singles and six, four, and one in match play. Those stats are pulled from Ryder Cups and WGC match plays. Two events that Fleetwood has been very successful at over the years. Remember the last time Europe hosted the Ryder Cup was 2018. And Fleetwood and Francisco Molinari, who is now an assistant captain for Europe, those two won all four of their foursome and four ball matches at La National in Paris. Fleetwood and Molinari beat 
Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. They beat Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed twice. And they beat Tiger Woods and Bryson DeChambeau in that last foursome match on Saturday afternoon in 2018 in Paris. Fleetwood is world-class when it comes to team play. And when you look at his form coming into Rome, he's finished 10th or better in seven of his last nine events. So the top European point scorer this week is going to be Tommy Fleetwood. You can buy that at plus 650 on DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll now do a top USA captain's pick. And my top USA captain's pick is going to be Justin Thomas at plus 500 on DraftKings. And I explored every option here. I think Brooks Kepka at plus 275 and Ricky Fowler at plus 550. I don't think those are horrible options. You could make a case for both of them. But the fact is Justin Thomas is the only American captain's pick that has any sort of dominance in foursomes and four balls, which is the primary primary format of this golf tournament. We really don't know who Brooks Kepka is going to be paired with due to the fact that Dustin Johnson nor Tony Finau, neither one of those two made the team. Those are the two guys that Kepka had a lot of success with in match play in the past. As for Ricky Fowler, this is his third Ryder Cup in Europe. And he's been as good as they come in singles play, but he sports a six, seven, and seven match play record. So I come back to Justin Thomas. Now, I know there's there's a, a huge population of fans and media out there who thought Justin Thomas should not have been on this roster after he missed the FedEx Cup playoffs for the first time in his career. In fact, it was the first year in JT's career that he finished worse than 12th on the end of the season standings. And you know he failed to make the cut in three of, of four majors this year. That's, that's pretty bad for a player of his caliber. Overall, it, it was, it was a year to forget. And, you know, you can certainly understand why there was some frustration with Zach Johnson's decision there, but there's two facts that play into my thought process of taking JT as the top American captain's pick. Number one, I get that he missed the playoffs, but regardless, he's finished 12th or better in his two events leading into the Ryder Cup. He finished 12th at the Wyndham to close the regular season, and then he finished 5th two weeks ago to begin the fall in Napa. So number one, we can sit here and talk about how bad of a year JT has had, but his last eight rounds have been a totally different Justin Thomas than what we saw all season. That's number one. Number two is don't try to ignore Justin Thomas's match play record. 6-0 and 1 and 4 ball and 4-2 and 2 and 4 sums. There's no one, captain's picks or auto top six players, there's no one who has anywhere near that good of a record in 4 ball and 4 sums. And listen, if you're still if you're still pissed off about Zach Johnson taking Justin Thomas, I told this story a few weeks ago. Remember this. Ian Poulter is arguably the greatest European Ryder Cup player of the last 20 years. 
And Poulter was a captain's pick in six of the seven Ryder Cups that he played. Remember, Ian Poulter was never a star of the game. He didn't he didn't win more than 20 events worldwide over his career. But each and every Ryder Cup, European captain after European captain knew that Poulter was one of the best match players in the world. And they took him as a captain's pick in six of the seven Ryder Cups that he played in. So why would Zach Johnson not take Justin Thomas, who has the best match play record of any American. He's a two-time major champion, and he's got all the creativity and shot-making ability required to be successful around Marco Simeone. Justin Thomas had to be on the team, and he will be the top American captain's picks point scorer. And once again, that is JT to finish top USA captain's pick at plus 500 on DraftKings. Next will be the top European captain's pick and my captain's pick for Team Europe as far as the best record at the end of the week is going to be Justin Rose at plus 400 on DraftKings. And talk about another player that is flying under the radar this week as far as European stalwarts, and that is 43-year-old Justin Rose. Rose is not only going to be a veteran presence in the locker room, as this is his sixth Ryder Cup, but people are forgetting the issues that Justin Rose has caused the Americans at past Ryder Cups. Justin Rose has a career 14-8-2 team match play record and sports a 9-2-1 career foursomes record. I think Luke Donald's going to play Rosie quite a bit this week. I don't think there's going to be any kind of holdback due to his age. He's playing very well at the moment. We've seen older players shine in past Ryder Cups. Take 1993, for example, which was the last time the Americans won on European soil. You look at 1993, and 51-year-old Raymond Floyd went 3-1-0 for the Americans that week and clinched the winning point. 51 years old. That's Phil's age. But I believe that Justin Rose will be the European Ryder Cup veteran that gets paired with with maybe a, a Matthew Fitzpatrick or a Ludwig Aberg for foursomes and, and, and four balls. I, I, I think Rose will go with one of the more unappealing European players because Luke Donald will, will want him to instill confidence in the rookies remember back in the 80s and 90s the best european Ryder cup player was sevi ballesteros and every Ryder cup sevi would play foursomes and four bowls with the youngest or or least established player on team europe and he did this because he believed he could instill confidence in these younger players and that would bring out the best in their games take paul way out of England in 1985. He was the worst player on Team Europe. Seve played with him over the first two days, and Paul Way finished the week with a 3-1-1 one one record. In 1987, a young Spaniard by the name of Jose Maria Orothobel joined the European team. Seve played with him out of the gate the first two days, and Jose Maria finished the week with a 3-2-0 record. Seve 
always teamed up with the worst player on the team and he would turn them into an asset for Team Europe. I think Justin Rose plays that role this week. Whether it's with Hodgegaard or Aberg or McIntyre, we'll find out. But the top European captain's pick will be Justin Rose at plus 400 on DraftKings. All right, guys, a break from the golf to tell you about what we have going on over at pregame.com. NFL season is underway. AJ, Scott, McKenzie, uh, all of them are firing on all cylinders as far as NFL picks are concerned. If you want 20% off all picks on pregame.com, go ahead and use my code USA20. Once again, that is USA20 for 20% off all picks on pregame.com. All right, back to the golf. We'll do a top European rookie before we finish with a tournament foursome winning pick. The top European rookie will be Ludwig Aberg, the Swede at plus 130 on DraftKings. And whether it's with Rose or Rom or McRoy, or maybe they'll match up the top continental Europeans, which would be Ludwig Aberg and Victor Hovland. But Luke Donald's going to put Ludwig Aberg in a position for success this week. I've heard Aberg is going to hit the first tee shot for Europe on Friday morning. If you wanted to, you could bet on that. You could bet on Aberg to hit the first tee shot for Europe at 25 to 1 on DraftKings, but I digress. Let's get back to this top European rookie ticket at plus 130. We've already heard players and captains drool over uh, what they see out of Aberg's game, and that's been. At full display over the last three months on on tour. Fourth place, a win, and 10th place are the most recent results for Aberg coming into his first Ryder Cup. He won the Omega European Masters earlier this month, which really locked up his spot on Team Europe, made it almost impossible for Luke Donald not to pick him despite it being Aberg's first season as a pro. But this has been a year of domination for 23-year-old Aberg. He won four times at Texas Tech in the fall, including the Big 12 Championship and an NCAA Regional. He turned pro in early June and has only finished worse than 25th in three of 10 professional events he's played. That is insane. That is insane. And to make matters better for Aberg's case this week, he has represented Europe on so many different occasions as an amateur golfer. He competed in the Arnold Palmer Cup, the European Boys, the European Amateur, the Eisenhower Trophy. He has more than enough experience competing for Europe. And I think in 20 years, when we're doing a preview for the 88th Ryder Cup, I think in 20 years, we'll look back on this being a Ryder Cup debut to remember for Ludwig Aberg. So... The top European rookie will be Ludwig Aberg at plus 130 on DraftKings. And for the final pick of Ryder Cup Futures, it will be a, a tournament for some winning pick, which you can find on DraftKings. And I'll be taking Europe at plus 120 to have the best alternate shot foursomes record by the end of the week. That will act as the best bet once again. That's Europe as the tournament foursome winner at plus 120 on DraftKings. Europe has absolutely pummeled the United States in alternate shot and rider, rider cups that have taken place on European soil. 
And there's absolutely no reason that would change this year. Europe has a stronger three. They have a stronger center core. They have a captain in Luke Donald that knows exactly what he's doing. And Europe has rookies whose sacks aren't going to disappear when they hit the first tee shot in front of 50,000 on Friday morning. You can't say the same thing about this incomplete American Ryder Cup squad that is going to lose come Sunday in Italy. So there you have it. The best bet of the week will be Europe at plus 120 to be the tournament foursome winner. Once again, I have Europe to take back the Ryder Cup this year. If they do so, we will hit the plus 185 individual ticket, and we will also cash in on the Team Europe Solheim Cup and Team Europe Ryder Cup parlay. Thanks for joining me today for the Ryder Cup preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. You can find me on Twitter at DRMedia59. We will be in communication this weekend as far as the foursome four ball and Sunday singles picks are concerned. And if you're just betting Ryder Cup futures, we'll see you back here on Tuesday for the Sanderson Farms Championship preview as the PGA Tour moves along on the fall schedule. All right, talk next week. Go Europe. Go Europe.